time for Samantha to lock the studio door and play whatever the heck she wants. Now that's what I call All-American. Rock around the region. A full hour of kick-ass music from bands rocking the Southeast. Everything that rocks. C-97.5.
Rock Around the Region on Z97.5. That's our boys in Shallow Side and Separate Ways. Yes, the Journey Classic, in case you're going, wait, I know that song. Yes, yes, you do. The band been cranking out some covers as of late at fans' request. If you follow them on their social media, that's how this Journey cover came to be, and I think they did a fabulous job. Separate Ways was actually my recommendation. I'm not saying they did it because I said so, but I'm just saying, like, that was my Two cents of like, yes, two separate ways, because that's like my all-time favorite Journey song, and I think they did awesome. I am Samantha Knight, Rock Around the Region tonight, uh, part three, with Existing in Exile will come your way tonight. Also, the other LA, I got show news for you of from Of Serpents and Guerrilla Warfare, brand new Seven Dust, brand new Reverend Jack, and brand new Nonpoint, their first song to be released from their very own record label. This tune is called Ruthless. It's Rock Around the Region on Z97.5. I'm about to X-ray Speeding down a warpath I'd say self-defense Call that battle by proxy Goldilocks distance How can I miss With a crack shot aim At verbal game like this Tell the masses all to be home And get another fighter on the phone All the ones they sent so far They couldn't stop me To go wrong, swimming in a shark tank in a mouth. Listen, every turn is still breaking in my wheelhouse. Bait them all, hook them all, sink them and run through them like it's the Olympics of life. And the road to gold is brick by brick, and only the bold keep it broken and sick. I show enough to cause another episode. We will look present to the lost. Yeah. 
around the region with Samantha Knight. Everything that rocks. C97.5. i 
the region on Z97.5 out of Nashville, Tennessee. That is The Great Affairs, and I'm all right. Dude, they've got a couple of shows coming up, and I, this would be so worth road tripping for. August 27th through the 29th, they are playing at Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio, the roller coaster capital of the world. And they are going to be playing there. How amazing that would that be to like check out a band that we know and love here on Rock Around the Region and ride some of the most awesome roller coasters in the world. I've been to Cedar Point twice. I love it. I definitely need to go back very, very soon. I am Samantha Knight. Congratulations to Awaken and the release of a new song from their album Monsters and Machines. This is Dramatic on Rock Around the Region on Z97.5. Restricting our words from reaching Restricting our words from reaching We come undone We can start remaking
Nuggets rock around the region with Samantha Knight. Everything that rocks. C97.5.
Talk around the region on Z97.5. We are not alone. That is from Sleep for the Weary. From their latest EP, Union, which helps complete their trilogy that they did with tarot cards. Learn more information on the band's Facebook page, Sleep for the Weary. All one word is where you will find them there. And you can find out how you can order your own copy of all three of those EPs. I am Samantha Knight. Time to delve in once again with the gentleman of Existing in Exile. Such a heavy band and very heavy vocals. I have questions. So with your vocal style then, because obviously this is, you guys are one of the heavier bands that I've ever played on this show. And for someone who wasn't a singer, didn't know how to sing, and you were just like, okay, I'm just going to emulate. That I can tell you for me, just doing what I do, talking for a living, being out at a bar when it's loud and it's smoky. I wake up the next day sounding like an 80-year-old woman that just smoked a carton because of you know yeah. that, that stress that it puts on 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 your throat and your vocal cords and all of that. Yeah. There are people that have done training to be able to sing in that manner. So have you right. done any of that, or did you just open your mouth and things just fall out? No, I just um, basically I just emulated. Um, I never really uh, blown my voice to where I couldn't talk. Um, there's a couple times maybe where I was shooting too far, uh, shooting too much out of the throat. Yeah, which sounds kind of weird. Sorry, I just said that. No, but. I mean no, I, I totally know what you mean. <laughs> I wasn't hitting from the diaphragm. Yes. That don't even sound right. Everybody okay. already knows. People, yeah. It's only getting played on the radio. <laughs> Good job, man. Hitting job. from the back of the throat instead of the diaphragm. We've got Look, all kinds of issues here. Lucky this is in the office so. right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, just, it's, so. it's interesting because a lot of people think that they can do that, and you realize pretty quickly that it, there is a huge difference between coming from the diaphragm and, and coming from oh, man, the back yeah. of the throat like that, and you can really do some damage. Oh, you could blow, you know, bleed from, you know, bleed, you know, you know, blow your vocal cords. Yeah. Completely out to where you cannot talk. I mean, I look at someone, you know, and, and with that, like Henry Rollins, even like from Black Flag on up. Yes. And I still remember one of his spoken word shows. And he was talking about like when he was having some some voice issues, and he went to this doctor who was a specialist, and they were like, "Okay, here's these nice normal pink little strips here. These are what normal vocal cords look like, and his were like ten times the, ten times the size and white because of the strain that he puts on it. I don't right. know how he does it. Don't well, know how he does it. And another thing, you know, like Corey Taylor, um, I think one time blew his vocals out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you got to think though. Those guys play shows every day for like right. a couple years straight sometimes. And 90 minutes at this yeah, point, maybe you know. longer, you know. It just depends, you know, if they have an encore or whatever. And, you know, not every day you can feel tip top, you no. know. And like last night I wasn't feeling too good, you know what I mean? And uh, I just took some medicine and I thought to myself, I was like, well, there's going to be a time where I'm going to be out on the road and I'm going to have to fight through something like this. Yeah. And, you know, I just mustered it up and got out there, you know, just like Jay was sick a couple times, you know. But we get out there and do our thing, so. And that's, I think a lot of people don't realize that either, too, is is that you still have to go on. You have to. You know, like it's, and that's a huge difference from like me feeling like crap and coming into work and, and, you know, struggling to get through a five hour show or, or, you know, sit in my studio and make commercials all day when I don't have to talk to anybody. Cool. Stay away from me. I feel like crap. But this is totally different because you have to get up there and you have to perform and you have to act like everything's okay. And there's a physicality to what you do, obviously, big time. Yes. You sweat all that stuff out, then go die. I actually, I actually uh, (laughs) felt better after I did perform and, um, you know, I, I took a nap, you know, I, I normally am talking to everybody. Yeah. The whole show, I'm front row every time, and I felt bad because I couldn't be front row for every band this time. But I just had you to had get to take some care rest. of you though, or yeah. you wouldn't have made it through the show. And I was like, you know, having cold. You know, I was sweating, but I was cold. You yeah. know, so I was like, I had something wrong, but I didn't know. But you're not you sitting know. across with me from like with the Rona right now, are you? No, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. It's, but, it's uh, a lot easier. It's a lot easier for us to hide it because we're not actually talking to people. Yeah. Right. You know, him, if his voice is, if he's feeling bad, yeah. You know, it kind of, you know, yeah. Honestly, kind of helps a little. 
little bit, you know, when it's real nasty like that, I just kind of just Gives pour you, it on. You can yeah. dig deeper. All of a sudden, yeah. that voice gets just more gets bold. a little gnarlier, yeah. you know, like, ah, why not? The extra congestion in there. Yeah. <laughs> the little gurgle in there. You got a raspy ass voice, bro. It's like that episode of Friends where Phoebe gets a cold and all of a sudden she thinks she's an amazing singer. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I sound like, except I sound like Kathleen Turner the next day. <laughs> Kathleen Turner, I think, is turning into a man. I'm not quite sure. Tell me about the band, though, then, as far as, like, when you decided that this is the style of music that you wanted to do and kind of what your process is and what your content, because not a lot of people will sit there and, like, listen lyrically. They're going to go, this thing slams, and that's all I care about is the energy of it. So when it comes to writing, like, kind of your topics, your your subject matter that you're covering. First album was more or less, like, um, just life in general, mm-hmm. you know, like, in how, um, you know, it covers a lot of different things. But our Enter the Odyssey album, it's all about basically the Odyssey, and it starts off with every God. Every song's about a God and what he had his role in the Odyssey. But then I tried to write it in a vague term to where it, it relates to life as well. Right. To where you can, you know, somebody can uh, listen to it and it could be related to rather than just being about that God. You know what I mean? I, yeah. Just telling this kind of role into it, but still being vague to where it's like telling a story, you know, instead of it just being about him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I had to like kind of write two different angles. You know, I had to write it, um, their role in the, uh, the story itself. Right. And then I had to, like, make it relatable to, like, people. You know what I mean? My memory of the Odyssey was, like, I remember having to read that book in college and going, it's 800 pages. <laughs> yeah. And I remember sitting, I remember one day sitting in a bathtub with the cliff notes and a glass of wine going, I have a test tomorrow. It's a long book and you've got to be yeah. in the right mind frame to read all of that. It's kind of yeah. like reading Shakespeare. You've got to be in the right mind frame. So that's kind of heavy matter to be covering musically. It was it was a hard endeavor, you know, like we we talked about doing it and it was like, man, you know, and once I started writing it, I, I realized how hard it was going to be. It took me like twice as long to write the songs and, you know, I had to race a lot. Be like, well, I don't know, you know, like I need to make this more like this, you know, and just basically uh, write it like four or five times, to be honest, each song. I would, you know, change it, you know, not really the cadences. I'd get the cadences mm-hmm. down first and then I'd try to pick my wording you know, and uh, how to, how to make it better, so to speak. So, you know? what what made you to just decide to go this route of this type t- of character development, essentially? Well, um, that right there was uh, Blake Bird, a former guitar player. He uh, had the idea of doing it, and then we all came kind of came together with the how we was going to write it, mm-hmm. and we grafted out on how we was going to do it, and then pretty much the writing part. It left to me to try to figure that out, you know, and I'd come to them sometimes when I'd get stumped and be like, you know, what do you guys think of this? And we always go over the lyrics together before we actually record it, you know, like a week before. So if we got any kind of tunes or anything we want right. to do to it, we could do that. And we normally don't like demo anything. So it's hard for us to it's hard for us to hear it. But, you know, we practice all the time and, you know, we get an idea of what it sounds like. You know what I mean? So it's not like we have to lay it down and take time to do that you know sure. i'd rather i'd rather be writing or something like that
Rockerella Region on Z97.5, Forged in Fire. That is a new one from Existing in Exile, the gentleman in studio right now, and have been talking with George. We were talking about, you know, how, how it is that you sing, but you do writing, so much writing. So how does it work? You starting with the lyrics first, and then you guys come in with your parts, or is it the no, other way around, music. or a little bit of both? You, got, uh, you guys start with the music, and you write around them. Yes, yes. Ooh, that would be tricky. Yeah, because it's like, um, you know, it's, it's hard to do it the other way, I think, to be honest, because I can, like, listen to the music and get the feel, the full power of the music, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, the emotion of the music, and I can drive it with what I got, you know what I mean, and yeah. really put, put into place where it needs to be the strengths of it, you know. Um, so for a guy who didn't play anything and didn't sing anything, where did you develop a talent for writing? Because lyric writing is not the easiest thing to do either. Uh, what we talked about earlier, the 10-day thing, that was like my <laughs> stick your head in the well. water, breathe. You know, that was it. That was it. Because, well, you know, and I, like I said, I was writing songs for for me and Tony's little project we were doing. It's just me and him. But, you yeah. know, I was writing tunes to where I can actually sing some stuff instead of just reading the back of water bottles and just whatever <laughs> I could pick up and just do vocal right. cadences with whatever I could grab, you know, just to keep it going. But that's what I was doing. I was writing a bunch of stuff like that. But uh, that's how it started. Them guys, you know, basically saying, hey. We got to get this. Uh, got to get this show. We got you know ten days to do it. So Let's not go. only do you have to learn all of this stuff, but go ahead and figure out how to write lyrics for us as well. Yeah, you know. You guys are tough. We did it though, you know. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah, Jason's just over here nodding like, yeah, but we are. We're always <laughs> pushing him to be better. Oh, well, we got we got Dave too. Uh, oh yeah. We were looking for a bass player oh, for yeah, quite a while, a and yeah. you know they these guys all knew each other from playing in a band prior, right. and so Dave came out and started jamming with us, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, uh, you know, I want to be in this," and so we said, like, "All right, cool." So we had some shows lined up. We had a little mini tour with Saliva and Ellison down in Texas mm-hmm. lined up, I and mean, already booked, and was like, "All right, well." Here's the songs, and we would work on them and practice, and he learned them all, you know, like, pretty quick. Uh, I think he had, like, what, a month and a half before the tour date? And so he learned them all and was like, all right, cool. We got done with that. And was like, all right, well, now we've got, we've already got studio time booked to record this next album. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like, I feel good, pretty good about it. And he was like, uh, actually, there's four songs on this that you don't know yet. What? <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, we threw him in, in the fire pretty hard. <laughs> 
We had so, like the next weekend. Yeah, so ba- basically what it was is by the time I had gotten into the band, they already had three albums worth of music okay. written, and I didn't know any of it. So I had to learn like two different sets, and you know, then uh, they gave me these songs. They're like, yeah, okay, so learn these, <laughs> learn these songs. So I'm practicing the hell out of these songs, and then when I realized when we went into the studio that none of those songs that I had been practicing were the ones that were Oh, yeah. no! It, it blew his mind, and it actually like deflated him bad. You could see like the everything taken out of him from that. I was he was like, are you serious? Sales. He just kind of dropped his hands. He was like, are you guys serious? Like, he worked so hard, and this is not even the ones we're doing? I mean, it's been, it's been Brad like, breaks it to him in practice, and we're just like, I'm just sitting there the whole time like, ooh. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. It's like 20, 30-something songs I'm having to learn. And, oh, my God. Like, and quickly, because studios are not cheap. I can't remember them still. Like, we played one last night that, we gotta I, come. that I had played. I've played that song a few times, but we played it last night, and it was just like, gone. gone. We got like 30, 30-something songs yeah. already, you know, written, so it's... We can like go back to songs we haven't played in a long time ago. You got to relearn them at that point. Yeah, g- give the boy a chance to relearn them though, because oh, yeah. you know Dave's done great though because he did learn them songs in time and he played them in the studio and killed it. So nice. Dave, that's All right, so Dave the two of you, the two of you have obviously had rugs yanked out from under you with this. You know, here's no notice. Go ahead and do this. What about you? Are you the ma- you're the puppet master, aren't you, Jason? Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> He's like the only one over here. He's not giggling, but I could just see like this Cheshire grin on his face. Like, yeah. Yeah, because he wrote he wrote most of the songs. So it's easy for him to remember. Well, and plus Jay, Jay's like our uh, he gets us going on all of our stuff like that. You know, when it comes down to our routes. You know, like where we're gonna. You know, it's like, what do you what do you think we should do? You know, with music and stuff, and we follow Jay, man, because he uh, he's the brains behind a lot of it. But he's gonna tell you one thing, and then oh wait, by the way, oh yeah, just kidding. <laughs> There's a little bit of pressure for you. Yeah, that, that that sounds good, right. but it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it's a double edged sword, I guess, having me around. So is that just the way that you function, or you're just like one of those people that are like, okay, I had these great ideas, and now I've changed my mind, and I probably should let them in on it? Um, well, I'm not sure exactly how that one worked out. I think that was just a communication error. About it. <laughs> yeah. But like you said, at that point in time, we had three albums worth of music that uh, all needed to be learned. It was just what order we were going to It was it The problem was we had a 30-minute set, a 45-minute set. And, you know, that's two extra songs. Sure. And then sometimes we didn't want to, you know, if we were going to play in the same area, we didn't want to play the same set because we might have the same people there. Right. So we want to give them, you know what I mean? So we, we would incorporate new songs all the time. And he'd be like, so we're, we're doing a new one now? It's like, <laughs> so is this one going to be on? No, this was not going to be on the album. He's like, <laughs> all right. You know, and when it came down to it, after we, you know, there's only a couple songs that we were playing live that were going to be on the new album because we didn't want to. You, know. you don't want to give away the whole album, no. Yeah, exactly, just a couple, you know. Just be like, this is coming out soon, you know. But yeah, threw him in the fire and he came out good. So. Well, that's good. I mean, obviously you guys have got um, a chemistry that kind of just, and a cohesion. Like, yeah. no matter what kind of little stick goes through the bicycle spokes, you guys figure it out and, and figure out how yes. to make it work. And obviously work really well under pressure. Yeah. Really well yeah. under pressure. That's right. So much pressure, but I'll tell you what, no pressure here, but something you need to know about is that existing in exile, part of a great lineup for the Summer Metal Massacre show. It's happening at the warehouse coming up on the 26th of June. It's Rock Around the Region with Samantha Knight. Everything that rocks. C97.5. we 
Rock around the region on Z97 Live, the other LA, and Waiting on the Rain. That is a brand new song from them. Very, very proud of this band. Uh, the past year has been bumpy for a lot of people, but I think it's been pretty exceptional for the other LA. They signed a deal to Freak Machine Records. They, of course, got new music. There is a video now for Waiting on the Rain. You can check out on the band's Facebook page. And they'll be coming back to Clarksville on October 2nd, playing a show at the warehouse, so make sure you check that out there. Another band that is coming to the warehouse, this one in August, the 28th of August, as a matter of fact, part of a very killer, very heavy metal lineup of Serpents. Black Zodiac, it's Rock Around the Region on Z97.5. Yeah. 
rock around the region with Samantha Knight. Everything that rocks. C97.5. Region on Z97.5, Guerrilla Warfare and Blinded by Demons. They'll be joining Of Serpents and some others on August 28th at The Warehouse for a big show there. Check out details. Facebook.com slash The Warehouse Rocks. Just a couple of tunes left in tonight's lineup. Both of them brand spanking new. Don't go anywhere. Rock Around the Region will return on Z97.5. It's Rock Around the Region with Samantha Knight. Everything that rocks. Z97.5. So close, you know I'm not defeated, we're gonna break the mold, we came and conquered, and we're fall together, we found a voice and broke it, and we became the war, we pulled 
Rock around the region on Z97.5. That is new from Seven Dust called Wish You Well off of their latest release, Blood from a Stone, which came out in October. The band have a couple of things you need to know about. Of course, they're going to be a part of Louder Than Life happening at the end of September. But earlier than that, as a matter of fact, July 13th, they're going to be in Nashville. Check out details on the band's Facebook page, facebook.com slash Official or sevendust.com. Very excited for both of those opportunities to see Seven Dust. To me, that is one of those bands that is like the most impressive live. They don't do anything fancy. They'll just kick your ass and blow everybody else off the stage. And they've been that way since the very first time I saw them at the Whiskey in Los Angeles in 1997 when it all began. I am Samantha Knight. Thank you so much to Existing in Exile for being my guest on the program once again. We'll wrap things up with those gentlemen next week on the show. As always, if you've got questions, comments, concerns, requests, you know of a band that needs to be a part of my show, find me on Facebook or drop me an email. It is Samantha at Z975.com. Wrapping things up tonight with something else that is brand spanking new from our friends in Madisonville, Kentucky, Reverend Jack. They have announced not only this new song, but a new album that is coming out on, I believe it is August 9th, called A Mile From Home. It'll be their first full-length album. The new song, inspired by a little run of dates that they did, with Jared, James Nichols, and John Five. Yes, that John Five. So check it out. This one's called Whiskey Fire. It's Reverend Jack on Rock Around the Region on Z97.5.